Well, thank you all for being here today. As I mentioned, um, and as if you didn't know, next week is next weekend is Christmas. Uh, who's excited about Christmas? That's that's basically what I expected. The adults were like eh. being so excited for Christmas, and I was taught because I grew up in a you know Christian household. I was taught that Christmas is about Jesus. It's the celebration of Jesus' birth. And so Jesus is the reason for the season. You remember that? Maybe you've got a little ornament on your tree that says that. Maybe you've seen the bumper sticker that says that. Jesus is the reason for the season. And so that's what I was taught as a kid. But come on now. As a kid, you couldn't help but be a little bit excited about the gifts, right? I mean, that's what it was. Like, oh, gifts on Christmas. So excited. What am I going to get, right? Maybe I'll get that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Sewer City playset that I've been wanting. Maybe I'll get Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for Sega Genesis. You know, you're excited about the gifts, right? That's how it works. About your Superman doll, Batman in my case, right? You get excited about the gifts, of course you do. But I was told, and you were probably told the same thing as a kid, that if I wanted those gifts, then I had to be good. You got to be good. You got to behave yourself and don't talk back and don't pick on your baby brother and no cussing. And no disobedience. If you want gifts on Christmas morning underneath that tree, you got to be good for goodness sake, right? You've got to be good if you want some gifts. Now, let me ask you a question. This is something that only recently occurred to me here. <clears throat> is it really a gift if you have to earn it? I mean, think about that. Well, see, you know. <laughs> No, that was my daughter just figuring this out. Wait a second. No, that's not a gift. I mean, listen, if you think about it, that's, that's not how a, a gift should work. A gift is just that. It's, it's, it's supposed to be free to you who receive it. You don't work for a gift, right? You work for a reward. And there's nothing wrong with rewards. Rewards for good behavior, rewards for you know, good deeds, that's great. A reward for doing a good job. But that's really, parents... That's what we're offering our kids on Christmas morning is technically it's not a gift, it's a, it's a reward. And again, nothing's wrong with rewards, that's great. But a reward is one thing and a gift. A gift is something else. The gifts that Jesus gives to us are actual gifts. They are free to us. They are real gifts that we don't earn and we can't work toward. When you consider the gifts of Jesus, the first one, the biggest one that comes to mind, is the gift of salvation. Jesus comes into this world, and as Matthew tells us, you know, Joseph is told in advance, you're going to name this child Jesus because he's going to save his people from their sins. In fact, the name Jesus means the Lord is salvation. It's who he is. It's what he does. It's not just what he does. It's who he is. He is salvation. And so we consider the real gifts of Jesus, the gift of salvation is first and foremost, but there are other gifts that Jesus gives to us. Jesus gives us the gift of his way, a way to live in this world. He gives us a way to interact with our fellow human beings, a way to treat one another, a way to respond to, to tough situations, a way to support and love and take care of each other, a way he gives us priorities, things we should pursue, things we should stay away from. Jesus gives us the gift of his way. Jesus also gives us the gift of his peace, and we talked about that a little bit a couple weeks ago, the gift of supernatural peace. When things seem to be going wrong, 
when a lot of things seem to be going wrong, when there's stress and anxiety, when these things pile up, when we read in Philippians, Paul tells us that when we're dealing with these issues, instead of being worried, instead of being anxious, we should take these issues to God in prayer and then let his peace fill us. Let his peace fill us. You know, all of us, there's so many things in this world, so many struggles that we have, and so many things that are so far beyond our control, right? I mean, when you think about it, what do you have control over in your life? It's, it's not that much. There's so many things that are beyond our control. And so when you're faced with these stresses, with these anxieties, you do what you can, but, but there's a limit to that. Paul tells us that the rest you have to take to God in prayer. And once you give that situation over to God in prayer, there's, there's nothing more you can do. And so God... God sometimes changes our circumstances, sometimes he doesn't, but he always wants to bless us with the gift of the peace of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> we have the gift of salvation, the gift of the way of Jesus, the gift of his peace. We also have the gift of his presence, the presence of Jesus in our lives, and I'll talk about that more next weekend. But here's the deal. All these things that Jesus gives to us, they are truly gifts. They're not rewards. They're truly gifts. Let's focus on the big one, the gift of salvation. You know, if salvation, if that was a gift under the tree, that would be the one our parents would, you go, wait till, wait till the end, right? Do you do that as parents? Wait for the big one until the end, right? That's the gift. Do you not do that? We did that in our household. If there's a big gift, we couldn't wrap that, unwrap that till the end. The gift of salvation, that's, that's the big one. <clears throat> and for so many Christian people, church-going types, we've got that gift kind of confused in our minds. We have that gift confused for reward. But the gift of salvation is a real gift that truly is free to all of us. We just have to receive it. We just have to receive it. You know, there's this confusion in the Christian community, and there are people, you know, church-going types, Christians who think, you know, I know what Jesus did for me. I know he died on the cross for my sins. I know he paid off the debt that I owed to God. I know he died for me, and I believe that he rose from the dead. I believe all these things, and I know he's given me the gift of forgiveness, and I know he's offering me the gift of eternal life, and I know he's giving me the gift of salvation, but don't I have to earn it also? I mean, I know what Jesus has done, but don't I also have to earn it as well? Or at least, don't I have to make myself worthy of the gift? Let me tell you, friends, the answer to that question is no. The gift of salvation is a free gift, and there ain't nothing you can do to earn it, and there's nothing I can do to be worthy of it. It is a free gift. And if I'm reading the room correctly, some of you are thinking, well, is it really a free No, it's really a free gift. Now, you might be wondering, well, what about the Christian practice of doing good deeds and good works and all that stuff? Isn't that kind of like trying to be worthy or, or earn your salvation? What's that all about? Now, listen, yes. Those of us who are Christians, followers of Jesus, we do believe in good works, acts of charity, taking care of one another, loving one another, serving one another, but that's really not tied. It's truly not tied to our salvation. I mean, Paul teaches us in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And Paul explains that we're really, we're truly, you gotta, you gotta embrace this reality, friends. We are not saved by good works, but we are saved for good works. And we do good works, and we commit ourselves to acts of charity, not because we're saved by them, but we do these good works because what else is there to do in this life? What else should we be working toward? 
And when we help one another, when we serve one another, these are the things that Christ commands us to do because they are worth doing in this life. We're not saved by those good works. We're saved for so that we can engage in, in those good works. Salvation is a real gift. You know, Paul also explains to us in Philippians chapter 2 that, that Jesus, he existed before he was born as a little baby. He was with God before all that. He was with God from before the beginning, part of God, one of the persons of the Trinity. And so Jesus was there in heaven in all of his glory, and then he poured himself out for us. He empties himself of all of his glory. He empties himself of his high rank, and he's born into this world as a little tiny baby in the most meager, humble circumstances. And keep this in mind, Jesus did not wait for any of us to get our act together and behave ourselves before he gave us the gift of salvation. He wasn't waiting up in heaven saying, you know, if you're good all year long, I'll come down there and I'll give you salvation, right? If you guys behave yourselves, no back talk, no cussing, I'll come down and I'll save you from your sins. Jesus didn't say that. Because if he was waiting for us to get our act together, he'd still be waiting. Scripture tells us, Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrated his lone love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Before we were behaving ourselves, before we were making any effort, no, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He did not wait for us to behave ourselves. The gift of salvation is a real gift. We couldn't earn it if we tried. There is a Famous and often quoted and well-loved verse from the Bible. It's John 3.16. Some of you have, uh, many of you have heard it. Some of you have committed it to memory. Um, some people refer to John 3.16. This one verse is like the entire message of the Bible in, in one statement. I think that's valid. It's for God so loved the world that he gave, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You know, God gives us this gift Again, it's not something we earn. It's not a reward. He gives us this gift in Jesus Christ. And there's this, you know, maybe a somewhat hidden element to this verse, but, but what John is telling us in John 3.16 is that we need to put our belief, or maybe a better word is our trust in Jesus. And so John is creating this contrast. It's one thing to trust in yourself. It's something else to trust in Jesus. It's one thing to say, you know what, I'm going to trust in myself. I'm going to do good works. I'm going to behave myself. I'm going to trust that I'm going to be good enough to get myself into heaven. That's one thing. But John says, no, 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 no. We need to put our belief in, not ourselves, but our belief, our trust in Jesus and what he has accomplished on our behalf. And all of us who put our trust in Jesus as opposed to trusting in ourselves will receive the gift of eternal life. Let me give a little visual for you all, a little example of what this looks like, okay? And I've done this before, but I just think this works, all right? And so let's say that this stool right here, this is what it looks like to fully put your trust in Jesus. Just like I'm trusting in this stool to hold up my weight, I'm trusting in Jesus for my salvation, right? And this is what it looks like to trust in myself. I'm holding myself up. I'm carrying my own weight. I'm trusting in myself. But too many of us Christians, we do one of these deals. Where it's like, ah, you know? Trusting in Jesus a little bit, trusting in myself a little bit, because I got to do something. I mean, I got to earn something. I got to be worthy of the gift, so I'm going to trust in myself, and I'm going to trust in Jesus. I mean, don't get me wrong. I appreciate what Jesus did, but I got to make my own way as well. I got to hold some of my own weight. 
this is what it looks like to trust in Jesus. It's not what I've done. It's not the good that I've done. It's not the good that I'm capable of. It's what Jesus has done for me. That is the gift of Christmas. That is the gift of Jesus. It is salvation. It is forgiveness. It is eternal life. Now, I don't know your story, each individual in this room. I don't know your background or what you're thinking, but I want to give you an opportunity to receive the gift of Christmas, to say yes to Jesus. And maybe you're somebody who spent a lot of time in church life and Christian culture, and you've done this stuff, and you've shown up, and you did Sunday school and worship services and all that kind of thing, but maybe you've never actually said yes to the gift. And it is a gift, you know? Us human beings, we get so, like, cynical, and we get so, like, you know, suspicious of things, and you've heard, the, you've heard the expression, there's no such thing as a free lunch, right? We're just so suspicious. We don't think that anything can be free. But, but here's the thing. I, I understand that way of thinking, but there is such a thing as a free gift as long as somebody else pays for it. Isn't that how that works, right? Right? I may have collected a few gifts for people this Christmas season. Well, I paid for them. It cost me something, but it's free to the recipient, right? Isn't that how a gift works? And that gift of eternal life, it's free to us because God has already paid for it. And it was very expensive. It cost him the life of his one and only son. And that free gift of salvation is available to you because Jesus already paid for it. And he paid for it with his blood. So as we end our service today, I'm going to say a little prayer. We're going to pray together. And if you've never said yes to Jesus, You'll have the opportunity to say yes to Jesus at this time. And this is how a gift works, right? A person can buy a gift, but then you have to actually take it and receive it. So I want to give you an opportunity to receive the gift of Jesus. We're going to close our service time in a prayer. And as I pray this prayer, listen, there's no magic words in this prayer. That's not what this is about. But if you've never said yes to Jesus, you'll have an opportunity right now during this prayer time to say yes and receive the gift of salvation. Let's pray together. Father God, we acknowledge that you have done for us what we could not do for ourselves. When we consider your standards, when we consider your greatness and your holiness and how wonderful you are and what you're capable of, when we consider your standards, we know that none of us, none of us human beings could ever, could ever live up to your ideal perfection. So thank you, Jesus, for coming into this world and doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. We cannot Jesus, we believe it. We cannot save ourselves. We cannot make ourselves worthy of salvation. But we can say yes to you, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice. Father God, thank you for your sacrifice. Father God, I say yes. Jesus, you have extended to me that gift, the forgiveness of sins, that gift of eternal life. And Jesus, I acknowledge that I can't earn it, so I'm not going to trust in myself. I'm trusting in you. Jesus, and who you are and what you have done for me. Jesus, I say yes to you. Father God, there are people in this space right now who have never received that gift, and I pray for them at this moment. This is an opportunity. So for all those who are in this space right now, who are saying yes to you, Jesus, saying yes to receiving the gift of salvation to all those thank you. Thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Jesus, thank you for saving us.
We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.